All power and glory go to God. All greatness is from God. When a hero stumbles, well, the cowards rejoice. Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. Got a story that's behind his tricks And every GM got a story that's behind his picks And when you listen, pay attention to the details You can hear the ocean when you listen to the seashells A newborn taught me wisdom that college couldn't And college taught me how to talk more because I wouldn't Words are sharper, they can reshape your disposition Give out love and don't worry about your acquisitions too worried about the conflict that you clinching But your team is too much for you to carry in your own division Palms is itching, about to run into some money next Lord made me slow it down cause I was surely missing steps You will step into my goals Man knew Ginobili, can't nobody hold me I need change like a gentrified neighborhood But money ain't the only thing that can keep me straight for good Bread alone is only good for the physical Better make sure your soul's attached to your backbone Verses for your vertebrae, chapters for your shoulder blades Books for my mental state and letters on my dinner plate You consume by what you consume And the fumes from social media can mess up your cool Clickbait on the internet can ruin your food but depression ain't hashtag mood I wanna see the moon when I stare up at the constellations to connect the dots Vision's very clear, make moves, connect the plots And return all the earnings to my family Prayers for my health and for my sanity What up, y'all? It's your boy, Sam checking in. Um, this week, uh, it's just going to be me. Uh, my brother's out of town, so it's just going to be Sam Linus. So I'm just going to, uh, today we're going to talk about the Supreme Court uh, and their ruling uh, against uh, race being used, um, you know, through affirmative action for uh, colleges. Um, we're going to talk about just, you know, so we're going to break that all the way down. We're going to, we're going to, dissect it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but first, let me handle some business. So if you want to follow us at The Morning Show, Let's Argue with Prince Carlton. On Instagram, is at The Morning Show, Let's Argue. On Twitter, is at Let's Argue Show. And on fan base, is at Let's Argue Show. If you want to follow my brother, Prince Carlton, uh, he's on Instagram, at underscore Prince Carlton underscore. On Twitter, at underscore Prince Carlton underscore. And on fan base, at Prince Carlton. If you want to follow me, said Linus, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and fan base, I'm at said Linus, C-E-D-L-I-N-U-S. Uh, also follow us on YouTube at Let's Argue Show. Um, make sure you listen to us uh, podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts at. Um, and if you would like to, make sure you donate to that cash app or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and get into the breakdown of 
what we call the Supreme Court and their ruling um, on affirmative action. Um, and so uh, I'm going to just break down some stuff to you. Uh, and I want to share with you uh, first, I want to share a tweet um, by Candace Owens. And Candace Owens um, said, I am not bothered by the fact that black Americans dominate Asian and white Americans in basketball and football. Uh, we are simply better at those sports and the best players who train the hardest and therefore score the most points should play. This isn't complicated. And she said, uh, okay, that's what I got right there. So what she is saying is that every, everything should be merit-based. It's merit-based when um, in sports that you know, black people will dominate in basketball and football because it's based on merit. Whoever can score the most points, whoever can, can stop the other team from scoring, that's the winner. You know, whoever the best player, that's the people who, who get in. And what she is saying is that through affirmative action when it comes to these um to these colleges, that um it's not necessarily about who's the best student. It should be about who's the best student. And that's what we call merit. Merit is 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 based on the who has the best qualifications or merit is the one who gets the reward. Um, and it's very hard to judge merit because it doesn't always work like this in America. And that was the reason that I believe affirmative action was put in place uh, at the beginning was pretty much because uh, black people would have the merit especially after slavery and during Jim Crow, black people would have the merit and wasn't getting the rewards or wasn't getting hired or wasn't getting into certain institutions. Uh, but we quickly learned that affirmative action um, wasn't just about black Americans or foundational black Americans. They opened it up to any minority. And so that's the type of stuff that we're going to dig into, uh, uh, dig into today. Um, so, I'm going to share with you guys um, a Supreme uh, um, article from Virtue.News. Supreme Court puts an end to affirmative action in higher education. So we're going to go ahead and look at this. Um, Supreme Court puts an end to affirmative action in higher education. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court has decided to end affirmative action in higher education, drastically reshaping the admission process in colleges and universities across the United States. Uh, this, 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 the decision signifies a seismic shift in American education policy, which has long tried to balance diversity and meritocracy. The court's decision, which will have far-reaching implications, came after a lengthy deliberation on several cases challenging the constitutionality of race-conscious admissions. Um, the most notable among these were the lawsuits brought against Harvard University and the University of um, North Carolina by the Students for Fair Admissions. The Supreme Court ruling uh, effectively means that colleges and universities can no longer consider race as a specific factor when deciding on a student's admission. This decision overturns decades of, of precedent where educational institutions were allowed to use affirmative action programs to ensure a diverse student body. 
Critics of affirmative action have long argued that such policies amount to reverse discrimination, unfairly disadvantaging applicants who may be more academically qualified. Supporters, however, contend that these policies are necessary to redress historical racial disparities and to promote a diverse educational environment. The impact of this ruling is expected to ripple across the higher education landscape. Um, now let's talk. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, so, what many people are trying to say is that if this ruling is it, well, it has been struck down that black people won't be able to get in these certain colleges at at, at the same rate. And what they're saying is that only reason what. It seems like they're saying the only reason why black people were able to get into certain institutions at a certain rate is because there was affirmative action. So in essence, you're saying that race without affirmative action, these institutions will react, react in a more racist manner. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I beg the question, how long was... Was, was affirmative action supposed to be forever or was affirmative action supposed to be just for a certain amount of time until America could grow into an aspect where um, race wasn't as, uh, uh, or being non-white wasn't as big of a um, detriment uh, to you getting into uh, a college or a corporation Um as it has been in the past, you know what I'm saying? Um, and some people believe that this is going to set black people back from getting into these institutions. Um, and we have to figure out if that's true or not. And I, I don't think we know. I don't think we know that if affirmative action is to, uh, is today or, or ended, I don't think we know if these colleges are going to just go back to having an all-white campus. And I think that's what the media is trying to portray. <coughs> but... I don't think we can really say that because I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty much sure that a lot of colleges, even when they send you brochures, uh, even trying to go to colleges and when they try to pick up students, they tout their, their diversity. They want people to know that they have a diverse campus. Even when they recruit black people and black athletes, they want them to know that, hey, there's a black student body as well. So I'm not so sure that any um, affirmative action will just stop um schools from letting black people in but let's let's go even even deeper on this i'm going to go back to um to this and let's let, let's figure out um what uh clarence thomas clarence thomas is um black supreme court um black male on the supreme court and let's see what you know clarence thomas had to say about it we're going to read this um this article, let me see if I can pull it up. I'm going to read, uh, oh, hold on. This article about what Clarence Thomas uh, had to say. And it said, the time, um, oh, they won't, uh, why is this funny? They won't let me read it. Hey, that's funny. Okay. So they won't let me read about what Clarence Thomas said. And it's weird because maybe they let you read some of these articles one time and they won't let you read it again. Maybe that's what's going on. Let me try one more time, see if I can get this article. Yeah, they won't let me read the article. Okay, so let's just go back. Um, so Clarence Thomas was on the uh, 
on, uh, on the Supreme Court, and uh, you know he's he's against uh, race being used as um, a means to um, get people into colleges. And what what also what the ruling actually said also was that you can't ask somebody their race, but in essays, if you ever apply for college, you know that there's essays. Within the essays, you can talk about your race as being uh, and how you had to overcome obstacles being a certain race in America and how you overcame them. So you can actually still use it in a different way, but it just just can't be used in an affirmative action way. Um, but Clarence Thomas, uh, they said that he made a statement that uh, affirmative action was critical to him advancing uh, in America and advancing to the Supreme Court. But now he's a part of the reason why affirmative action is being shut down. So the people, a lot of people view it as him getting through the door and then trying to close the door. But let's, um, but these cases were brought um, up by, uh, I guess, Asian Americans. Asian Americans have, have very high GPAs and they also have very high um, SAT and ACT scores. And they were having a problem getting into Harvard. And uh, many of them and many people cited affirmative action. And, you know, and the way that it's painted is that these Asian Americans are not getting in because black Americans are getting in based on affirmative action. Um, that's what the, the, the narrative is. So let's dissect and let's see if uh, this narrative is true. So we're going to go to uh, LA Times op-ed. Um, from Harvard, and it says um, Harvard may discriminate against Asian Americans, um, but its preference for legacy students is the biggest problem. Court documents filed last week show that Harvard consistently gave Asian American applicants lower personal ratings as part of its closely guarded admissions process. Um, so-called personal rating incorporates scores, traits such as likability, courage, integrity, and something called positive personality. The documents released as part of an ongoing lawsuit alleging the university discrimination against Asian American students uh, sparked a widespread outrage, and rightly so. The Asian American applicants scored higher than all other groups when it came to grades and test scores, but poor on personality traits uh, seem to confirm the existence of a stereotype that Asian Americans are technically strong but socially weak. The uh, revelation hit home for many Asian Americans, um, but the newly released records were at least partially misinterpreted. The analysis of the admissions data included in the court filings revealed a far more consequential bias affecting Harvard's admission decision, their preference for legacy applicants. Now listen to this. The admissions data that made headlines last week were not properly contextualized. Although positive personality is indeed a trait that Harvard admissions officers rate, it's merely one of many metrics that go into an applicant's personal rating. The personal rating incorporates numerous factors. Intended career, whether an applicant has a parent who attended an Ivy League school, or whether she has a parent who attended Harvard whether she has a deceased parent, and so on. These assessments of various personality traits are only part of the broader category. 
The personal score is one of four overarching categories of ratings, the other three being academic, athletic, and extracurricular. Um, so let me go down. Um, let's see. But the clearest trend uh, concerned legacy applicants. Let's, and then listen to this. Or candidates with at least one parent who attended Harvard. The data showed that legacy students have a significant advantage over non-legacy students. From 2010 to 2015, Harvard's admission rate for legacies was 34%, while its admission rate for non-legacies was 6%. In other words, legacy applicants are nearly six times more likely to be admitted than applicants who do not have a Harvard-educated parent. The advantage is even greater for double legacies or those with two parents who graduated from Harvard. So what it seems like to me is that they're making it seem like it's about black kids getting, uh, getting in, but it's not. And this is what's going on around the country. The colleges are letting legacy students in. And in and, and, and this article, it doesn't even bring up donor kids or even employee kids. And so... These are the people that are getting in non-merit with, uh, uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, without merit. They're, those are the ones that's getting in that's not allowing the agents to get in at the mark that they feel like they have based on merit. So it's not about black students getting in or affirmative action. It's about legacy students. And so if, if, if the Supreme Court is going to shoot down affirmative action on race, it would it seems like they're wanna they want to turn everything back to merit and forget discrimination. But if you base it on merit, then you also have to you also be shooting down legacy students and and them getting into colleges as well. But the Supreme Court didn't say anything about legacy students. They just says race. So they're you so the affirmative action, they're just taking the race part. They're not uh um taking any other part of affirmative action and only focusing on race. But the real problem for um, the colleges and Asians getting in, especially to Harvard, is legacy students. And this article doesn't say it, but donor students as well. So let's also look at uh, uh, one more thing before I give you my full analysis. Um, let's look at who benefits from affirmative action because I also was thinking that why would an Asian American want Affirmative action shot down when affirmative action benefits non-whites. Um, uh, so let's figure out who does um, affirmative action benefit the most. And I'm going to this USA Today uh, article. And it says, white women benefit most from affirmative action. So why do they oppose it? Hmm. Let's listen to this. People often associate affirmative action with efforts to end discrimination for people of color, but scholars say the greatest beneficiaries of affirmative action policies are white women, from college campuses to the American workplace. White women today are more educated and make up a bigger slice of the workforce as a result of decades of affirmative action policies, scholars say. White women have also made inroads into corporal, corporate leadership that people of color and women of color have not. The Supreme Court on Thursday struck down affirmative action admission policies used by Harvard uh, College and the University of North Carolina to build diversity on their campuses. 
Legal observers say that decision will have huge consequences for higher education and could have significant ripple effects for corporate diversities. So let's go. What is affirmative action? Affirmative action refers to efforts to curb discrimination in education, employment, and government contracting. Um, and it says affirmative action was first used in 1935 in the Wagner Act, a federal law that gave workers the right to start and join unions. John F. Kennedy was the first president to use the term to mean advancing racial equality. And it says, how have white women benefited from affirmative action? Discussions about affirmative action uh, to, uh, tend to focus on race, but statistics show that it has also been an equalizer for white women in education and in the workplace. The Labor Department report in 1995 found that since the 1960s, affirmative action have helped 5 million members of minority groups and 6 million women move up in the workplace. When we, it says, when we talk about uh, institutions like higher education, we see that women in general are on par with men, but we have several underrepresentation of black, indigenous, and Latin folks in colleges and universities, even great disparities of women of color. Uh, you can make the same analysis when we look at employment. These are the kind of things that indicate that on a structural level that white women have benefited. What does affirmative action data show? In the past six decades, women have leapfrogged men in earning four-year degrees while black and Latino students are still underrepresented in college ad admissions and graduation rates, especially in four-year colleges. A similar trend uh, has been seen in the workplace, according to a USA Today analysis of name executives in the nation's 100 largest corporations. From, 20, uh, from 2020 to 2022, white women expanded their, their share of senior leadership jobs at twice the rate of women of color. Although women remain outnumbered four to one, despite marginal gains among men of color, White men still hold about two-thirds of the top jobs, even though they account for one-third. Um, and it says, why do most white women oppose affirmative action? If white women benefit from affirmative action, why do they oppose it? Uh, half Americans do not approve of colleges and universities considering race and admissions. According to a recent Pew Research uh, Center report, a majority of white adults disapprove of it too. About 70% of non-Hispanic White women somewhat are strongly opposed to affirmative action, according to a 2014 corporate congressional election study. White women have also challenged affirmative action policies. In 2016, the Supreme Court uh, ruled against Abigail Fisher, a white student who said that University of Texas denied her admission because of her race. Uh, Moore says the opposition is a result of long-running anti-affirmative action campaigns from conservative groups that attack race-based affirmative action, but not gender-based affirmative action. And that's where we're at. It's, it's not affirmative action that they're attacking. They're attacking a race-based affirmative action because affirmative action benefits white women more than any other race. But when you go on CNN, you go on MSNBC, you go into a lot of these liberal um uh, media outlets, they always want to just bring black people up and, and, and have black people say, oh, well, I made it because of affirmative action. A lot of times you don't even know if you got through the door because of affirmative action. And most of the times 
many white women have got through that door before you even got through that door based off of affirmative action, based off of gender. So even even where, whether it's the right using it or the left using it, they're all making it seem like affirmative action is based on blacks getting in. But more than not, it is it, affirmative action is benefiting white women the most based on gender. So why didn't the Supreme Court shoot down gender as uh as something that shouldn't be used for advancement? But they only shot down race. And I think that's the problem I have with the ruling is that if you're gonna shoot down race as a as a uh as a as a you know a marker or whatever for getting into a college, then you should also shoot down any type of legacy uh, students, uh, donor students, or anything like that that put kids higher uh, that's not based on merit. And I also think that you should shoot down uh, gender being used to get uh, people into colleges as well. Uh, um, so I think if affirmative action is shot down for colleges, it should totally be shot down, not just based off of race. But the thing, the main point I want to make today is that is that we see that we're not the main beneficiaries of affirmative action anyway. So black people just calm down. We, we, we haven't been the main beneficiaries of affirmative action for a long time. And I, I'm willing to say that I can almost guarantee you that most of y'all already made it to these, to these institutions based off of merit. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing we have to get, um, get an understanding on. I am, uh, uh, um, I will get behind any ruling that will motivate black people to build their own institutions, to build our own schools, to do for self. A lot of times I think it's these situations and these rulings that light our fire. When our fire should be lit continuously. A lot of times when we vote a Democrat into office, we just lay back and are docile. We need to have our fire lit continuously. It's so crazy how I saw on um, Twitter that, um, oh, well, since they shut down affirmative action, we should start going to HBCUs more. Our athletes should start going to HBCU more, uh, HBCUs more. Um, we should uh, have our athletes um, you know, go to historically black colleges. We should uh, build our own institutions. We should uh, support our own uh, uh, support our own businesses more. We should. These are the conversations we need to start having on a daily basis. Period. It should not only come when there's a Supreme Court ruling. So, do I think that Supreme Court uh, ruling? I, I, do I like it? I think a Supreme Court ruling is 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 bias, you know what I'm saying? But I support it because it's going to make black people start building more. And that's what we need. We need more black-owned institutions. I don't care whether it's a college, whether it's a hospital, whether it's um, uh, corporations, whether it's tech, whatever it is, uh, whether it's uh, the big three, shout out to Ice Cube. He was talking about the big three. Whether it's sports programs, whatever it is, that's what the whether it's just supporting your own local businesses, your own local black banks, whatever it is, 
if that's where the comment, that's where this ruling is taking the conversation for Black America, I am all uh, uh, for it. Now, Supreme Court seems a little bit biased. We're just shooting down race, and then shoot down gender, and then shoot down legacy students. But that's going to light our fire to build our own. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and say Alanis. We'll be back next week. My brother will be back next week. And we'll do have a full show with me and we can go back and forth. But yeah, just um, yeah, just uh stay blessed, keep God first, and keep pushing. All right, peace.